It's about this expansion. It's this idea of we are meant for more. We are meant for higher and higher and higher levels of achievement, levels of creation, levels of growth, levels of joy and levels of happiness. And gratitude is one of those ways to get there. And so is it important to remain in gratitude for ways you've already been abundantly blessed? Yes. Let me affirm that for you. Absolutely yes. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavis, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com slash go and get started. Hey there, Prosperity Seeker, and welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I'm your host, Allison Chavis, and I am so honored that you have tuned in today. Now, before we jump into today's topic, I just want to remind you, if you are listening to the audio version of this episode, then be sure you're following the podcast on your favorite app. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, be sure that you click that red subscribe button below and smash that notification bell so you'll get notified every time a new video is released. So I had somebody write in and ask this question. It's hard when you already feel blessed that you should or could be aiming a little higher and a little higher. I'm not sure if it's the idea that you should be grateful or if it is just that basically you're comfortable and why push for more? She was having a hard time with the dreaming part. Why, if I'm already so blessed, should I still be aiming for more? Why should I still be aiming for higher? Shouldn't I just be grateful for what I already have because I'm so blessed? Or could it be that I'm really comfortable with where I'm at right now and why? Why push for more? Two really valid questions. So I want to I want to talk to both of those. Gratitude is a really amazing tool of creation and just like any tool, it can be used for your benefit or for your detriment. So every tool can be a tool or a weapon. You can use it as a tool of creation or a weapon of destruction. And gratitude is no different. Many times we weaponize gratitude by saying things like, can't you just be grateful for what you already have? Why is it not enough? Now, sometimes that's a very valid question. If we, if we're always dissatisfied with our life, then we're not using gratitude as a tool of creation. When we're like, yeah, that's nice, but I really wanted that instead. And I'd be happy if I got that. I guess I'm grateful for this, but what I really asked for was this, then that's not actual gratitude. That's not gratitude the way God intended you to use it as a tool of creation. Um, So if you're finding yourself dissatisfied with your life, then we need to pick up that tool of gratitude and start creating with it. But many times it's used as a weapon against us because why should you have more when so many others have less? Why should you have more when you already have so much more? And so when you're in this point of it's it's not about not enoughness anymore because you've actually taking care of that. You're not running this, you're not running from this, um, 
idea of, oh, if I got that, then I'm enough. Oh, if I get that achievement, then I'm enough. Like you've already got that taken care of. Then it's, it's not about that anymore. Then it's about, it's about this expansion. It's this idea of we are meant for more. We are meant for higher and higher and higher levels of achievement, levels of creation, levels of growth, levels of joy, and levels of happiness. And gratitude is one of those ways to get there. And so is it important to remain in gratitude for ways you've already been abundantly blessed? Yes. Let me affirm that for you. Absolutely yes. And it's also okay and actually necessary to say, can it get better? How could it get better? Is there more? Can I actually grow my capacity to receive more joy? Can I actually grow to have greater impact and influence for good on people's lives? Can I is there more? Is there anything beyond this? And and let's see if we can play with that. And yes, I'm so grateful for what I have, but I have this feeling that I've already, I've just scratched the surface of what I'm capable of and what I'm able to experience in this life. So absolutely use gratitude for what you already have and then use gratitude as a way to pull more into your life. Not because suddenly you're going to be good enough then, but because you're here to create. We are beings that are creative. And we are here to expand our skills, to expand our talents, expand our gifts for fuller expression of ourselves so that God can express himself more fully through us. And gratitude is such a powerful tool to assist us in that. Don't use it against you. Don't use it as a tool of destruction, a weapon of destruction. You should be grateful for what you already have. Why do you need more? We're not going to play that game anymore, nor are we going to use it as, I'm grateful for everything, now change my situation and get me out of this struggle. All right? That's not using gratitude either. That's using gratitude as sort of a bargaining chip, which it isn't, and that's not what it's to be used for. So anytime you're yeah-butting gratitude or change it all. Just know you're not using gratitude as a tool of creation that it's meant to be, but, but using it as, God, oh, thank you so much for what I already have. And thank you so much for what is on its way. And I think it would be really fun to experience this. Thank you so much for sending me this and start expressing gratitude for things that haven't materialized physically for you yet, but they're on your way. It's such a fun way to use gratitude. What about the idea of I have so much and others have so little? Is it fair for me? Is it right for me to ask for more when others have so little? The answer to that question is a resounding yes. It is fair. It is right. It is good for you to do that. When you have an understanding of how the universe actually works, there is unlimited supply of the raw materials that we use to create things and to create experiences while we're on this planet. And so the idea of you having more is taking away from somebody else makes no sense whatsoever. Not when there's limitless supply. So one of the universal laws is the prosperity law of the vacuum. And it says that when 
the universe and nature hates a void. It hates empty space. So anytime that you create a void, the universe goes in to fill it. And so if you are using these raw tools of creation, energy and faith and like all the tools that go into creating the life that you desire, it, it creates more. It, it actually gets bigger because remember, we're in a universe of expansion. And so you using th this little corner right here of tools creates a hole and then the universe goes to fill it with more, with more supply. So you not using those tools also does not give somebody else more. They have they have an opportunity to use those tools as well when they have the information and when they start to implement that information. And you not shining your light so that others don't feel less than does not bless anyone. And I'm going to say that again. You not shining your light or you dimming your light so that others don't feel intimidated by you, so that others don't feel threatened by you, so that others don't um, feel like they're not enough or go into comparison does not bless anybody. It doesn't bless you and it doesn't bless them. While on the other hand, as you are understanding how the universe actually works and as you are getting to that next level of success and you're using your divine feminine in order to create that and you're creating in the way that you're divinely designed to do that and you're shining brighter and brighter, people can't help but notice. You end up being a very powerful model, a very bright model, a very powerful example of possibility for them. Now, whether they choose to look at you as an example of possibility, and if you can do it, they can do it too, you have no control over that. But you have absolute control about how much of your light you're willing to shine so that it will benefit others. There's a better way, and I found the way, and here's the way, and let's walk it together is a beautiful invitation. It's beautiful pulling energy, and that's the feminine energy. But whether they take you up on that invitation is completely their decision. But you going small and you shrinking so that somebody else will have more tools, first of all, it doesn't work because that's not how the universe is structured. And, and it doesn't inspire any sort of inspiration in anybody. Did you ever, has anybody around you or anybody that you've seen playing small inspire you to want to play small too? No, we're just like, okay, well, they're playing small and safe. So I guess I should play, play it small and safe. But it's those people that, that, break, that break records, that they break out of their circumstances. They break out of poverty. They break out of, of um, toxic relationships. Like they, the, the, why, why do you think like people are so inspired by those who have lost 100 pounds? Like they, they, they broke through all of those things. They inspire and they ignite this light in us that says, gosh, if they did it, maybe I could do it too. And what it does is it unconsciously gives you permission to go after your dreams too. There's a wise man who once said, any jackass can knock down a barn, but it takes a carpenter to build one. We're surrounded by jackasses, aren't we? That are just knocking down barns all, all everywhere. They're knocking down people's dreams. How are you going to do it? Best of luck getting there. Don't let anything but money stop you. Um, here's why it's not going to work. Um, nobody's ever done that before in our family. What makes you think you can do that? And maybe it's not anybody outside of you saying that. Maybe it's just you yourself that is saying that. 
but be a carpenter. Start building your barn, build your dreams, use those tools. You're going to inspire somebody else along the way. And maybe the only person you inspire is you. And that's enough. That's enough. Even if the only person that you inspire is yourself, because our actions and our light have ripple effects. You can't not influence others for good or for bad at any given time. So let it be a small ripple at first, and then it'll get bigger and bigger as you start using those tools and continue to create. But get it out of your head, the thought that if you having more is taking away from somebody else, that is not how it works. If you're on the, the playing field of creation, that's you'll, you'll never be worried that you're taking from somebody. You'll never be in hurry or worry or rush. And you also won't feel, you won't have this grabby kind of energy about you. Like, oh, I got to get there first. So somebody doesn't take it from me. That's the plane of competition. And in competition, it is all based on scarcity. It's all based on not enough for everyone. I don't play there. I used to play there. That's not a fun game. You know, that game, musical chairs, y'all, I hated that game when I was little. Oh, talk about scarcity and um, like Lord of the Flies for children in a children's game. Like, holy cow, get that last chair and there's not enough for everyone. That's not how the universe is structured. That's not how it's set up. That's not how it works. And so get that out of your mind. That's get on the field of creation. That's where the magic is. That's where there's plenty for everyone. That's where as you, as you take a piece of the pie, the pie actually grows bigger, literally. Let's talk about being comfortable. The second part of her question was, am I comfortable? Why push for more? Why push for more? Because I'm comfortable. You know, I have noticed that being comfortable is like the silent killer of your dreams, isn't it? The comfort zone is your danger zone. Because yeah, we get complacent. We've lost the hunger. If if you if you pulled yourself out of lack and scarcity financially and now you're very comfortable, you can pay your bills with ease and joy every month. You can you can you even have a little bit of a cushion and you can splurge and not have to worry about that you've taken money from the grocery budget. Like if you're there, then we can get real complacent in that. We can get really comfortable there because we don't have that hunger to make that change because we've changed. But that is the danger zone right there. Stay hungry for the unknown. Stay hungry for possibilities. That's where the feminine thrives. That's where she lives. She lives in the unknown and she lives in possibilities. This is so great. Can it get better? Is there any place in my four cornerstones of prosperity where I can expand? The answer is yes in every single one of them. But can I expand in my spirituality? Can it get even better in my relationships? Can it get better financially? Can I get better in my health and my wellness? And that can be physical health. That can be emotional health. That can be mental health. Like like all, all the things. The answer is always yes. It can get better, better. There is always room for improvement in every cornerstone of prosperity. But when we get super comfortable, we're like, yeah, I've dialed that in. Well, then watch out. <laughs> watch out. When you start resting on your laurels in any one of those categories, things can spin out pretty fast and you can, you can find yourself moving backwards. We're always in a state of movement. We're either moving forward or we're moving backwards or we're moving 
Well, I don't even think we're moving laterally. I think that we're either moving forward or we're moving backwards. And sometimes we've got to do a slowdown so that we can speed up later on. And it feels like we're moving backwards, but we're just slowing down the forward momentum so that we can move forward. It's kind of like the idea of a slingshot where you pull it back and then you release it so it can spring forward so much faster with so much more momentum. Even though it feels like it's moving back, it's actually designed to catapult you forward. And so be very aware of the direction that you're moving. If you're too comfortable, then you're not growing. And that's a problem. If you're, if you're, if you're just like, why push for more? Like everything is good. You're in a problem right there. So be aware of that because we're in a universe of expansion and we will always be called upon to expand. Now, that doesn't mean we have to expand in all four cornerstones all at the same time, but there is this feeling of expansion. And so don't get too comfortable. All right. Just know, like associate a great deal of comfort with danger, with, with, oh, this is, oh, I'm in my comfort zone. This is my danger zone because I'm not growing. I'm not expanding right now. And you'll actually start to feel it. If you've been stagnant, if you've plateaued, um, what, if you feel like you're in a rut, what does, somebody has said that the difference between a rut and a grave is the length and the depth. And so like, be really careful about that. Be very aware of that. I'm watching my language. Be very aware of that. If you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel like you're stuck, you're you're not growing. And so like, ask yourself, where have I gotten too comfortable? Where is the familiar? I'm in the familiar too much. I need to go into the unknown. I need to go exploring. I need to go experimenting. That will help bring your feminine energy alive again. And and like I said, like you'll start to feel it. You'll feel restless. You'll feel like you're drifting. You'll feel like you don't have a whole lot of purpose. You might start feeling despairing. You'll start numbing um, through social media, through Netflix, through food, through sleep. Like you'll you'll just start there are, there are signs that let you know, hey, you've been stagnant, like let's get going. Now that's not to say that you can't have recovery. Recovery is a necessary part of your growth. We need rest. We need recovery. You need sleep. You've got to have downtime. You've got to have that recovery time. And if things, if things are not going as you want them to, like you've got to be in self-care all the time. You've got to be in self-care when things are feeling like they're uphill and you've got to be on, in self-care when things are feeling like they're all done like firing on all four cylinders, right? You've got to be in this great amount of self-care and that will continue to move you forward as well. So one of the things that, one of the things that caught me is that I, I remember telling a mentor, I don't, I don't know what that next big dream is. Like at one point, my big dream was to pay off my house. And she's like, wealthy people aren't concerned about paying off their house because they understand that's not actually an asset. You, you can't get liquid, you can't liquefy your house and get cash out of it very easily. Like your house, well, the wealthy understand that that is not, it's not a, it's not, a house is not an investment. House is not an asset. 
if you're getting a large cash injection, then use that money to grow more money for you and to have your dreams. But there was a while where it was like, my only dream was like, well, let's pay off the house just because I don't know, that's big right now, <laughs> right? And so as I learned how to think bigger and I learned how to dream bigger, I remember making deals with God where I was like, if I could just get that, I could just get that, then I wouldn't ask for anything else in my naivete and in my bargaining days with God. Like, I just, I just want to hit that. I just want to have the experience of first-class travel internationally just once. I just want to have that once. Oh, well, if you have it once, then you'll never not want it again. Like, it ruins you <laughs> for life in a really, really great way. But it's like I, ha- like, I had this really weird belief that if I got that one big dream, then I wouldn't have any other dreams. But what is happening is that when you when you get to the summit of the mountain you're on, what you don't realize is that you're actually at the base of your next mountain. And you think that that's the only mountain that you're climbing. So you hit this summit and the views are breathtaking and you feel this gorgeous sense of accomplishment and satisfaction and gratitude and support and expansion and this glory, at least that's what I feel. And then I look to the side and I'm like, holy cow, there's another mountain there. Oh, and it's mine. That's the next level for me to climb to. Oh, this wasn't the end. It was the end of one level. And now it's the beginning of my next. So what's waiting for me on this summit? Be on the lookout for your next summit and your next summit. When I get there, I realize I didn't even know I wanted that because I didn't know that was an option or I didn't know that actually existed. And now it does. And now I have something else to grow toward. And it's, and it's so exciting. And that's the way that you can keep things fresh and that you can keep yourself growing and stretching and expanding and keeping yourself uncomfortable. Now there's a difference between being uncomfortable and terrified. I don't want you working in terror, but that discomfort, like that, that right there is ambitious. Oh man, can I do that? Oh, I think I can because I feel it in my heart. And I understand that desires in my heart are placed there by my God. And so that is evidence to me that I have the capacity and the ability to bring that into my reality. Oh, but that feels big to me right now. That feels intense. That is going to require a skill set I don't have yet, but I'll get it but I have enough to get going. Keep your eyes on the next summit and the next summit and the next summit. And that will keep you in the unknown. That will keep you, I, I, I call them butt clenching moments. Like keep your butt clenched. If you got your butt clenched on a regular basis, you're on the right path. You're ascending. Now that doesn't mean that the climb won't be steep from time to time, but you can absolutely ascend to that next level of success without struggling your way to it, without feeling like you're climbing this sheer face of a cliff with no equipment and no gear and no safety net and you're naked and it's dark and it's cold and you're in a snowstorm. Like, you don't, you don't have to have that experience. It can feel invigorating. It can feel whew, like I'm going to be, di- I'm going to be digging down. I'm going to be digging into my soul and I'm going to be expanding outward as well and and growing my soul that way too. Like, who am I up for this? Yes. Yes. When you just continue to be in that energy of being willing, 
And that energy of yes, not the energy of how, and not the energy of laziness. Let's let's be honest. We get too comfortable. We get complacent, which is just a nice way to say you're lazy. So let's get out of mental laziness and always be looking for that next expansive moment, that next thrill of, not the thrill of the chase, because the masculine is about the chasing and the feminine is about the inviting. And so I would rather be inviting these experiences to me, but I'm not going to be here on the base of the mountain and demand that the experiences come find me. I'm going to start moving towards it and it is going to naturally find me and it's going to meet me somewhere on that mountain and help me crest the top of that mountain. What's waiting for you when you are willing to stay in curiosity, when you're willing to stay uncomfortable, when you're willing to say yes and be in that willingness and that allowing energy, that's very powerful feminine creation energy. What's waiting for you is beyond your imagination in brilliance. And you will bless so many other people's lives as you continue to climb your prosperity mountains and as you continue to get to that next level of success with less and less and less struggle and more delight and more dazzle and more surprise. You will serve as such a powerful model for others around you to do the same. And it is glorious beyond description. Now, What are some ways that we can continue to grow, continue to be in the game, continue to be in the experiment and so that you're not getting stagnant and you're not getting too comfortable and complacent and you're not feeling guilty for asking for more when you've been blessed already. God wants to show you all of the things that he has for you and it's beyond your comprehension at this point. He just wants you to say yes. He just wants you to say yes not how, not I don't deserve. He wants you to receive. He wants you to say yes. I actually created a prosperity guide. It's 52 different ways that you can dissolve fear, you can dissolve blocks, and really grow into that life of success without struggle. Because this is what I have learned from my own personal experience. Your wealth can only grow to the extent that you do Your health can only grow to the extent that you do. Your relationships, your level of spirituality, your closeness with God can only grow to the extent that you do. So if you're looking for ideas of ways that you can grow and ways that you can gamify life and be uncomfortable and be in the unknown, but also be in the thrill of the whole experience, go grab my prosperity guide. It's totally free. It's at prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways, five, two, ways. Uh, You can use, uh, it's it's an experiment a week for a whole year. So it will be like a whole year of prosperity for you. You can mix and match. You don't have to go in order. You can use them one right after the other, one day after another, after another. You can you can form this in whatever way it's going to serve you the best and be the most exciting way for you to create and for you to expand. But go grab that. Again, it's at prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and try on some of those ways that you can grow, those ways that you can dissolve complacency, that you can dissolve that fear or that doubt and really see how simple it is to achieve success without struggle on your terms in the way that you desire to experience it with, with a feeling of community and support and that you're not lone wolfing it any longer. Go to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways. 
pick that free prosperity guide up for you. And until then, remember, prosperity becomes you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 